Friends, I invite you to open up to our scripture reading for, uh, from the gospel this morning. You'll find Bibles in the pews right in front of you, or open up the Bible that you've brought with you from home or in your mobile device to Matthew chapter 28, it's the last chapter in the gospel of Matthew, beginning at verse 1. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord, descending from heaven, came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised as he said. Come, see the place where he lay, and then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. And there you will see him. This is my message for you. And so they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, we are glad that you are here with us this morning. This week, as we prepared, as we got Music together as rehearsals went on, as our AV teams worked to prepare, as our facility staff worked to prepare the grounds, we were thinking of you. Now there are all kinds of reasons I think that people show up on Easter. Maybe you're here because, well, it's Sunday and you go to church on Sundays, or, or maybe you're here because it's, it's Easter and you go to church on Easter. Maybe you're here because someone invited you or because someone you love asked you to come or because someone you love made it clear that if you really loved them, you'd go to church with them. <laughs> Whatever the reason you're here, we are glad you are. That said, what were your expectations? in showing up today. You know, we all approach all situations with some kind of, of expectation. In fact, no expectation is in and of itself a kind of expectation. So what did you come expecting to, to see, to hear, or experience? The story I read for you this morning may be familiar to you. In fact, some of you may have been expecting it. Or maybe it's not familiar. We, we hope that for some of you it's, it's the very first time you've heard it. We want to be the kind of church that people who are unfamiliar with church might show up to. Now in the story, there are two women that show up that first Easter morning. And I believe these women show up with some significant 
expectations for what they might see, hear, and experience. They're hoping for something, perhaps even hoping for resurrection. And they are the only two. You know, as we read the story of Jesus in the Gospels, this was something that that Jesus had taught to his close friends and to his followers about, that, that he would be arrested and killed and that he would rise. And we're going to go back and look at one such interaction in just a moment, but, but he had shared this information with people that were close to him, and, and these were the only two. These were the only two that showed up. Jesus had walked around for nearly three years with a number of people, 12 particular guys that we know as the disciples. He spent nearly every day with him. They are nowhere to be found. It's these two women that show up with resurrection expectation, with hope. Did you show up hoping for something today? With resurrection expectation? Do you even allow yourself to hope? Or perhaps you've been been so beaten down that hope, hope is too risky. Or perhaps you would count yourself as, as surprised to hear something truly hopeful, something that mattered at a church. Because let's be honest, the church has been just as much a place of disappointment for some as anything else, because we rightfully expect the church to be what it teaches, and yet for many people, that has not been their experience of the church. That has not been their story. You know, of all those who showed up waving palm branches on Jesus' entry into Jerusalem less than a week before he is crucified, of the twelve who followed for those three years, these two women are the only two who show up with any kind of expectation of resurrection. And so you, if you are skeptical today, you are not alone in your skepticism. In fact, you are in very good company with the rest of Jesus' followers. So welcome and happy Easter. I had the perfect Easter gift idea for my wife, Amy. We don't necessarily always exchange Easter gifts, but I was excited about the idea this year. You see, the last time that I got Amy a gift for Easter, it was a a French press coffee maker. And we have found ourselves lately drinking a little more coffee. And, And I thought, and I thought, Wouldn't an electric coffee maker be nice? You know, I found the parallelism of getting another coffee-related item for Easter pleasing. It just seemed right, so so I did some research. And and by that, I mean what most of us do now to research, and I typed a sentence fragment into Google, best coffee maker. 
you might imagine that the amount of information I found with just these three, years, three words was, was almost overwhelming. I, I mean, the options are astounding. You can find coffee makers that allow you to alter the brew temperatures of your coffee. You can find coffee makers that allow you to alter the brew strength of your coffee. And you can choose between a, a glass carafe and a thermal carafe. You can select coffee makers that have a, a warming plate that allows you to modify the temperature the brewed coffee is held at. You can, you can have options for the amount of coffee that's brewed, whether or not the water reservoir is removable, and whether or not the water filter is reusable. And aesthetics. <laughs> we haven't even begun to talk about aesthetics. Will it match your cabinets? Will it match the backsplash? What about the countertop? This is just for drip coffee makers. We haven't even mentioned Chemex, cold brew, espresso machines, Keurigs. You get the picture. There is even an organization called the Specialty Coffee Association, a nonprofit membership-based organization that represents thousands of coffee professionals, from producers to baristas all over the world, and they give out a designation to specific coffee makers that meet their rigorous requirements of brewed coffee quality. They call it the golden cup. Well, how could I not get a coffee maker that met those requirements, whatever they were? <laughs> well, as I considered all of this, I decided two things. One, I was going to need to bring Amy in on a decision of this magnitude. And second, we sure are a people that enjoy our creature comforts. I mean, we really like things just the way that we like them. We like to be comfortable. Comfort matters. These other followers of Jesus, the ones who, who don't go out to see that first Easter, that they're no different in many ways. Staying where they are, not putting themselves out there is, is comfortable. They're, they're seeking the comfort and security of, of anonymity because hope is so risky. Their desire for comfort wed with, with their cynicism, their previous experiences and disappointments, their fear, it's too great an obstacle for them to have active hope, the kind of hope that compels these two women to go to the tomb. And this morning, I want to dig into that even deeper. What else may have prevented these early followers, these disciples who had been with Jesus, from expecting resurrection? In the story this morning I read to you, the angel says, Jesus is not here, for he has been raised just as he said. This is a reference here to another story in the Gospel of Matthew, just two chapters earlier in chapter 26. Not only does it 
does it happen just a couple of pages before, but it happens chronologically just a few days before, right after the Last Supper. If we're on Sunday, that would have been Thursday night. Just after the Last Supper, we read this interaction between Jesus and the disciples, and even more specifically, between Jesus and Peter. I want you to pay attention to Jesus' words about resurrection and Peter's response. Then Jesus said to them, You will all become deserters because of me this night, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Peter said to him, Though all become deserters because of you, I will never desert you. I want you to hear this again. Jesus says, after I am raised up, and Peter says, I will never desert you. Jesus says, I am going to be raised from the dead. And Peter says, I'm not going to do the bad thing. Jesus says, I will be resurrected, and all Peter can think about is Peter. Peter's comment isn't about Jesus at all. It's, it, it's about Peter. It's about Peter's own stuff, his own insecurities, his own baggage. And so I wonder, I wonder, when, like Peter, do we just totally miss it? When do we miss God's saving activity because we are so worried about ourselves, how we will be perceived? When do we miss it because we get in our own way, because we think too small, our perspectives are so limited to the muck right in front of us? And what happens if we will lift our heads up and open our eyes to the ways that God is working all around us. What happens for these two women? What do these two women find? An earthquake, an angel, a stone rolled away, trembling guards, an empty tomb, and they find Jesus. Suddenly, Jesus met them and said greetings, and they came to him, took hold of his feet, and they worshipped him. Did you hear that? This Jesus has feet. They find Jesus. They don't find the, the spirit of Jesus. They don't find a ghost that looks like Jesus, a, a, a floating specter. They find Jesus standing on solid ground. This Jesus has feet because resurrection is not simply a spiritual reawakening, but bodily restoration. Jesus having been beaten, torn down, mocked, and murdered, 
has been made whole. Do you wish to be made whole? Because this is the Easter promise. God promises to make us whole again. So Amy and I have been married for, for 10 years this last December. And, and we dated for five years prior to getting married. And I tried to date her for about the preceding 10 years. Now, we had been on a few dates in those 10 years, but I couldn't ever get any more commitment than that. We were, we were living in different places at the time, and, and she said that, that she didn't think that a long-distance relationship was a good idea. Well, given the disappointment and, and the doubts and the rejection, I gave up on that relationship. I assumed that, well, she just wasn't that into me. I can take a hint after a while. <laughs> and, and so I, I closed the chapter, uh, excuse me, I, I closed that chapter, and in my life I began dating other people. Until one day, out of the blue, I got a phone call from Amy, and not having spoken to her in months, Amy said to me, and I quote, is this ever going to happen or what? <laughs> well, it did, <laughs> out of the blue, from nothing to something. But here's the really interesting part. Is, is what I just told you, that is, that is my story. And it's not hers. You see, she will tell you, I always loved him. You see, my perception of the truth, my reality, my doubt, my perceived rejection, my disappointments, it never altered the reality, the singular truth that she loved me. And friends, none of the cynicism and doubt, none of the disappointments by others, by the church, by loved ones, none of it. Alter the reality of Christ's resurrection and the simple, beautiful, and powerful reality that God loves you. And God wants to know is this ever going to happen or what? And sure. It's been hard. It's been uncomfortable. But the gospel never has been about comfort. It's about being made whole. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen, and happy Easter.